watching us online and sa mga worshipers natin online thank you for joining us in our worship service this morning you know I've been teaching for 10 years in the college already sampung taon na po ako nagtuturo sa koleheyo hamaharap sa tao and even though ang dami pa rin mga pagkakataon na medyo kinakabahan pa din ako paminsan-minsan there's always that fear still of standing in front of people siguro maganda rin na medyo may takot pa din kasi iba-iba yung audience pa minsan-minsan. And sabi nga nila, di ba, kapag hindi ka na kinakabahan, kabahan ka na. <laughs> kasi masyado ka nang nagtitiwala sa sarili mo that you feel like there is nothing more to improve whenever we speak. You know, while I was preparing for our message this morning, I stumbled upon the different types of phobia na meron po tayo. Did you know that there are more than 500 types of fear or phobia known to men. Say, for example, pag pinag-usapan natin yung hydrophobia, from the word hydro, anong ibig sabihin ng fear of? Water. ba? And when we talk about claustrophobia, ano naman pong ibig sabihin ng fear of? Closed spaces. Yung mga ayaw po na nag-elevator. Diba? Kasi masyadong close yung space. May mga takot, may mga taong takot sa ganong mga lugar. Hindi makahinga. Diba? Kapag nasa closed spaces sila. And also, we have what we call as numerophobia. Ano yon? Takot sa? Numbers. Diba? Lala ko nung high school po ako. Nung elementary, tingin ko okay ako sa mate. Pero pagdating nung second year, medyo nag upgrade yung mathematics. Natakot na ako sa mathematics. Hanggang nung 4th year high school, naalala ko, umuupo na ako sa likod pag time ng mathematics namin. Tapos, kapag nagtatawag ng teacher, gumaganon ako. Nagtatago sa likod ng classmate para hindi ako tawagin. You know, we always have those types of fear. And perhaps, dun sa mga phobia na more than 500, we can relate to one or another. But here, I will be giving you five types of interesting fears na meron po tayong mga tao. The first one, kung mapapansin nyo po dyan sa may screen niyo, we have what we call as, ayan, ano po yung nakalagay dito? Ablutophobia. Okay? And when we speak of ablutophobia, ito po yung takot, mga taong takot maligo. ba? Fear of taking a bath. Okay? Fear of cleaning yourself. Sa mga nanay dito, sino po sa mga anak ninyo ang takot maligo? Yung mga, may mga, nag, may mga nagsasalita na dito, di ba? Okay, sino dito yung mga anak na pinapalo nyo pa, hinahatak nyo sa CR para mag-shower? Di ba? May mga taong ganun, di ba? Yung parang takot na takot na linisin ang kanilang mga katawan. So that's what we call as ablutophobia. And then we have the next one, nomophobia. Diba? Ito, maraming makaka-relate dito, lalo na sa mga panahon natin. This is the fear of being without your mobile phone. Diba? Yung parang nagpapanik ka na kapag hindi mo makita yung phone mo, inaaway mo na lahat ng mga tao sa bahay ninyo. Hindi mo alam, ikaw naman pala yung nakamisplace ng phone na yon, Right? And sa atin, diba? Lalo na kapag... Uh, Sanay ka na meron kang hawak na phone. It feels like you cannot live life without your mobile phones already. Right? But it, it also extends to the idea na minsan kapag madidrain na yung battery ng mga phones natin, natatakot na agad tayo. Sino rito yung kapag 30% pa yung phone, yung battery ng phone, nagcha-charge na kaagad. 
Nagna 90% pa lang kinakabahan ka na. May mga ganun, di ba? Mga taong ayaw na ayaw na nade-drain yung battery. Delikado rin yun, di ba? Kasi kailangan kahit pa paano, mga sasabihan ka naman 20% nag alarm na yung mga phones natin. At least sa phone, sa phone ko 20%, 10%, ina-alarm na tayo na kailangan nating mag-charge. Okay, but this is the kind of fear na maraming mga tao sa kasalukuyan ang nakaka-relate. Takot na mawalan ng phone. Malayo sa mobile phone natin. Sino sa inyo rito kahit kairan, hindi nyo pinahawak ang phone ninyo sa ibang tao? Mm. Di ba? May mga taong ganun, di ba? Napaka-territorial when it comes to, of course, things that you own. Okay? Mayroon tayong mga personal ownership. And then, eto po, medyo kinakabahan ako dito. <laughs> ang hirap big kasi nito. Kanina tumama ako, hindi ko alam kung tatama ako ngayon. This is the fear of Long words. Ang tawag po dito ay Hippopotomonstro Seskipadilo. Mali. Okay. Tulungan nyo ako. Okay. This is Hippopotomonstro Seskipedalophobia. This is the fear of long words. Natatakot tayo kapag nag-articulate tayo ng mga salitang makakaba. Whether it's English or Filipino, nagpapanik tayo. Bawa, pag sinabi mo yung nakakapagpabagabag. Di ba? Na, ano tayo, na hindi natin ma-pronounce. Siguro there's also that fear na may mga taong pagtatahuan tayo pag nagkamali tayong bigkasin yung mga salitang ito. Or particularly yung mga words sa English na medyo mahaba. Ano yung mga words na alam niyo Yung supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Di ba? Narindig nyo na yun before. One of the longest words in the English dictionary. Ito naman, parang sinajari naman yung tawag sa phobia na to. Diba? Napakahaba. Uh, Hippopomons, hippopo, okay, hindi ko na kaya. Okay, this is the fear of long words. Another is isotrophobia. Ayan, yung mga takot humarap sa salamin at harapin ang katotohanan. Diba? Yung mga takot humarap sa salamin. Sino rito yung mga takot humarap sa salamin? Kasi di ba sa mga horror films, sa mga horror movies na napapanood natin, minsan kapag nakaharap ka sa salamin, pakiramdam mo may mga ghost na biglang magpapakita doon sa likod, ng, sa likod mo, makikita mo sa salamin. But it also extends to the idea that we are, that some people are afraid of facing the mirror because they are not happy about their physical selves. Diba? Yung kanilang nakikita sa harap ng salamin. Interestingly, and this is the one na, na medyo natawa ko. Okay? Hindi ko po alam sa inyo. Pero ito medyo nakakatuwa ang isipin. Ito yung last natin, which is, okay, sinjinsophobia. This is the fear of relatives. Mga takot po sa mga kamag-anak. Takot na makita ang mga kamag-anak sa maraming kadahilanan. Yung usually kapag aalis ang family, you will go to your uh, different reunions, especially during the holidays. May mga members ng family na ayaw sumama. Sino sa inyo rito yung ganun? Medyo tinatamad kayo. Not because you don't like holidays, but because you don't and you are scared of seeing your relatives. ba? Hindi na natin tatanungin kung ano mga dahilan. Okay? But this is a kind of interesting fear because you are afraid of the people that are actually of your own flesh and blood somehow. Right? Takot doon sa ating mga kamag-anak. You know, 
Fear is a natural, universal human emotion. And when we say it's natural, ito ay bahagi ng sistema na meron tayo bilang mga tao. And when we say that fear is a universal emotion, anong ibig sabihin po nito? Lahat tayo nakakaramdam. Right? May mga taong mas madaling matakot, may mga taong matagal bago matakot. But all of us are afraid of a thing or two sa buhay natin. And when we talk about fear, again, this is a natural, a universal human emotion. In the scriptures, the word fear was mentioned more than 500 times, at least in the King James Version. When we speak of the King James Version, ito yung old translation ng ating mga Biblia. Diba? Yung pagmababasa nyo, yung thou, uh, shall, okay, ye, may mga words na ganun. So pag ganun yung nakikita yung mga Bible ninyo, tingnan nyo sa unahan, baka nagalagay po doon is King James Version. So in that version of the scriptures, mapapansin po natin that there are more than 500 times that the word fear was actually mentioned. You know, fear is not wrong in its entirety. In fact, we Christians, tayo pong nakakakilala sa Panginoon, can consider fear as a gift. Paano natin consider na gift ng isang bagay na nakakatakot? And the Bible is replete with a lot of examples and explanations why fear can be considered as such, why fear can be considered as a gift. In fact, the scripture introduces us to the best type of fear that all of us as God's children should possess. You know, si King Solomon, kung naaalala niyo po si King Solomon sa Old Testament, he is considered as the wisest person who lived on earth. Next to Jesus. Of course. Okay. He's the wisest person who lived on earth. But not only that, King Solomon was also considered as the wealthiest, the richest person who lived on earth. Grabe, nasa'yo na ang lahat, King Solomon. Parang ikaw na yung pinaka-wise, ikaw pa yung pinaka-mayaman. You know, according to Wealth Result, while I was looking for the net worth, ni King Solomon. Because preparing for this, I was looking for uh, yung net worth niya kasi sabi, he was the richest. And then comparing it to the net worth, pag sinabing net worth, ito po yung uh, tinatawag nating uh, merong tawag dito, um, pera or yung kanilang amount at least na naipundar nila in their lifetime. Kasama sa net worth, yun pong mga nakalagay sa banko, physical money and properties. Lahat po yun kasama po doon sa net worth. And at least according to wealthresult.com, King Solomon was worth $2.1 trillion in all of his lifetime. Could you imagine being worth $2.1 trillion in your lifetime? Parang sana man lang mabigyan tayo kahit point one. ba? Doon sa yaman na meron itong si King Solomon. However, when he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, 
right? Ito yung pinaka-popular na book na alam nating sinulat ni King Solomon. We see him in his old age writing this book. And in the conclusion part of that book which he wrote, ang sabi niya, meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless. In other translations, you will find the word vanity, vanity, everything is vanity. Walang saisay ang lahat ng bagay. Note that again, King Solomon wrote this book in his old age, meaning he was able to experience all that there is to experience that a world, world, world sorry po, wealthy person could in his lifetime. You are the richest, you are the wisest, and then at the end of your life, in the twilight years of, of your life, you will say, meaningless, meaningless. Everything is meaningless. You know, it's quite ironic for him to say that because as a king himself, he was able to experience a lavish kind of life. He lived as a king and with that comes all the perks of living a life of the rich and famous. Na experience ni King Solomon yon. Yung mga bagay na gusto sana nating ma-experience din. The richness, di naman masamang mangarap. Right? But at the end of it all, contemplating in the twilight years of his life, he said, meaningless, meaningless. Everything is meaningless. All things considered, no? At the end of this book, that was what he said. And again, in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 14, it says here, I have seen all the things that are done under the sun. Nakita niya lahat ng ginagawa ng mga tao and all of them, not one excluded, all of them are meaningless. A chasing after the wind. How do you chase the wind? Sinubukan nyo na bang i-chase yung wind? Yung paghinahampas kayo ng hangin dahil malakas yung hangin, kinukuha nyo siya. Mahirap na no? hindi natin magagawa yun. Walang katuturan kapag ganoon. That was how King Solomon reflected on the life lived here. Vanity, meaningless, meaningless. You know, some people who would read the book of Ecclesiastes might find a very depressing tone doon sa mga sinasabi ni King Solomon. Even us, Kapag binasa natin yung libro ng Ecclesiastes from chapters 1 to 11, mapapansin natin everything boils down to the idea that vanity, vanity, everything is vanity. Meaningless ang lahat ng bagay. It's very depressing and very wearisome. However, one of the rules in hermeneutics, which is the biblical interpretation, okay, ng mga nakalagay sa Biblia is that when you try to understand a particular passage or a verse, you look within the larger context and if, it if it's at all possible, you try to look within the whole context of the book. Ano ba yung sinasabi rito? Because if you are going to look at the last chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes, you will find here 
the life that King Solomon is telling us to have so that we will not be saying vanity, vanity, everything is vanity. Meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless. You know, he speaks a life of meaninglessness, of vanity. But when he came to the conclusion of the book in chapter 12, which is the last chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes, ang sabi po dito, now all has been heard. Parang pagkatapos kong tingnan ng lahat ng bagay, pinag-aralan ko, here now is the conclusion of the matter. Sabi niya ano po, Fear God and keep His commandments for this is the duty of all mankind. He did not say that this is the duty of some. But he said that this is the duty of all mankind. And what is this duty? To fear God and to keep His commandments. You know, for many, fear is a negative word. Right? Napaka-negatibo ng salitang fear. You know, we grow up being told that we have to be afraid of authorities. Next slide po tayo. Ayan. We are told to be afraid of authorities. Right? Kasi, pag hindi ka sumunod, then you will be punished. Right? Sa bahay, sino rito yung lumaki na minsan may mga panakot ang mga magulang sa atin? Ako, parang may ano dun, may samahan ng loob. Okay. May mga panakot yung mga parents natin. Pag di mo ginawa to, diba? and then dun tayo susunod. So for the most part, at may mga pagkakataon sa buhay natin, that fear has had a very negative connotation. Nagkaroon siya ng pangit na pakiramdam kapag pinag-uusapan natin. Because again, when you talk about fear, you talk about what is frightening. You talk about what is scary. You know, the Bible teaches us a different truth about fear. Kaya nga, katulad po ng sinabi ko sa inyo kanina, when we talk about fear, at least in the King James Version of the Bible, there are more than 500 times that the word fear was actually mentioned. King Solomon actually believed that the only way to live is to fear. The only way to live is to fear God. Ayun lang po. When all has been said and done, here is the conclusion of the matter. To fear God and to keep His commandments. And so this morning, sama-sama po tayong mag-journey as I give you three truths on deconstructing the word fear. Pag sinabi ko pong deconstructing, bibigyan natin ng ibang panlasa, a twist of an understanding of the word fear as we try to reflect on it 
coming from the very word of God himself. Unang-una po that we have to understand is that the fear of the Lord produces wisdom. You know, usually ang iniisip natin when we talk about wisdom, this is something that we get in school. That's different. That's knowledge. Diba? When you talk about wisdom, you find it in making decisions from time to time. And wisdom also comes with experiences. Right? Kaya hindi natin pwedeng isang tabi yung mga naririnig natin sa mga matatanda sa atin because they have been through all of it. Totoo yung sinasabi ng mga, tatan- mga matatanda na papunta pa lang kayo, pabalik na ako. They have gone through all those processes and with it comes the wisdom that they took from those experiences. Wisdom. Kapag tayo po ay sobrang busy, iniisip natin na that could actually give us meaning in life. And instead of searching for wisdom, we try to rely on our own power to live life in our own terms. Right? Sa paraang gusto natin, sa paraang paborable sa atin. And the fear of the Lord has become secondary. When King Solomon said that the fear the Lord should be our priority. To fear God. When we say that the fear of the Lord produces wisdom, we go back to the book of Proverbs. The, chapter, the first nine chapters of the book of Proverbs was attributed to King Solomon. Ang Proverbs po ay hindi lang isinulat ng isang tao. But for the first nine chapters of the book of Proverbs, this is being attributed by scholars to King Solomon. And in chapter 9, verse 10a, ang sabi po dito, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You know, it's human nature that we ourselves try to search for wealth for power, for glory, human nature. When, when I say human nature, the sinful nature that we are all born with, right? There's always that desire for wealth, desire for glory, desire for power. But then again, Proverbs would bring us to the reality that wisdom will never come from wealth, nor power, nor glory. It only comes from the fear of the Lord. And what do we mean when we say the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is standing in front of God and you are always in awe of Him. That you know that you are in front of one great God. And that despite of our inadequacies, we are able to come before Him in awe and in reverence of His name of who He is. That is how it is to fear the Lord. And that is the beginning of wisdom. You know, it's very nice to realize that King Solomon, the wisest person that he is known to be, has been always all along discussing about the fear of the Lord. Ecclesiastes, now all has been said and done to fear 
God. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10a. The fear of the Lord. Paulit-ulit niyang binabanggit ito sa mga aklat na kanyang sinulat sa lumang tipan in the Old Testament. The fear of the Lord to fear God. No doubt that he was considered as the wisest person who ever lived on earth. Not only does the fear of the Lord produces wisdom, but secondly, we talk about the fear of the Lord producing trust. And what better way for us to understand the idea of the fear of the Lord than going back to the story of Abraham when Yahweh asked him to offer the life of his one and only son, Isaac. In the book of Genesis chapter 22, we find Yahweh commanding. It was not a request. It was a command on the part of Yahweh, the name of the Old Testament God, when he said, Abraham, you go to this mountain, you offer your son. Did Abraham question God? At least from the words that we see in the scriptures, there was not any question. Lord, bakit? Bakit ganto? Bakit ganyan? No. But I do believe that as a father, Abraham as a father, he was so scared. He was so scared to lose the life of his one and only son. In Genesis chapter 22 verse 12, it says here, Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now that I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Ang gandang pagbulay-bulayan ng kwentong ito of Abraham sacrificing his son. You know, the fear that he felt Nagtatalo yun eh. There was that struggle of the fear of losing his son and his fear of the Lord, which is tantamount to what? Doon sa ideya ng, yes, I am afraid to lose my son, but I have my fear of the Lord and I know that I can trust him. And so, we find in Genesis chapter 22, verses 15 to 17a, it says here, still here's the angel of the Lord saying, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, note that yung ditong binanggit na your son, your one and only son has been repeated twice already. Right? From the previous verse, Nabinasa natin. I will surely bless you and your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. You know, when you talk about the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament, kapag po kayo'y nakakabasa ng angel of the Lord, perhaps inisip nyo, sino ba tong angel of the Lord na ito? Kung kayo po ay magbubulay-bulay pa ng mga salitang ito, this was actually a manifestation of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. We call it a typology of Christ. Right? The angel of the Lord. 
This was Christ's presence in the Old Testament. But here we see Abraham sacrificing his son. And the Lord blessed him. And right then and there, the new covenant was unfolding right before his eyes. Because in the New Testament, we find the sacrifice of God of his one and only son. You look back at the story of Abraham sacrificing Isaac. But the Lord, the angel of the Lord stopped him and he said, Because now I know that you fear me. You see, Abraham's fear of losing his son was overcome by his fear of the Lord. The struggle and the fear of losing a son was there. But his fear of the Lord, his awe of the character, of the presence, of the attributes, and of the power of God is greater than the fear of losing his son. That's why the angel of the Lord said, Now that I know that you fear me. Abraham knows very well the character of God. That's why despite the fear na meron siya, yung takot, mas nang ibabaw sa kanya. Yung awe, yung reverence sa Diyos na pinagkakatiwalaan niya. And there, he was blessed. That his descendants will be countless as the stars in the sky. Sino ang naging anak ni Isaac? Jacob. And do you know that Jacob is Israel himself? Diba sa scriptures makikita natin that there are people who were changing their names from time to time. And here it was Yahweh who changed the name of Jacob and called him Israel. Kaya dito po nanggaling yung pangalan ng bansa ng Israel. Alam na alam ni Pastor Aglo yan. Yung story ng pangalan ng Israel. And as part of the new covenant, we are part of it. The new Israel. This is the promise of God in the Old Testament of the new covenant of grace that neither Jews nor Greek, there is neither of them, but all of us are part of the new covenant, which is the covenant of God's grace. Now that I know that you fear me, what are you afraid of in your life right now? Is your fear of the Lord greater than what you are afraid of to lose in your life? You see the story of Abraham. He was afraid to lose his very precious son. But his fear of the Lord is greater than his fear of losing that boy who was very precious to him. You know, the fear of the Lord produces trust. But that trust could only come from cultivating our relationship with our one true God. That's the only moment that we will be able to know the character of God, who He is, His power, His attributes. Yun lang po yung pagkakataon 
nakapagkilala natin kung sino ang Diyos natin, that's the only time that we will be over, able to overcome our fear of everything. Na ang mangingibabaw sa atin is our fear of the Lord. Lastly, you know, we speak of the fear of the Lord producing fear. But before that, you know, if you're going to look at the story of Abraham and he was afraid to lose his son, but then again, his fear of the Lord was greater than the fear of losing his son because he trusts God, what did he do? He replaced fear with fear. It was quite ironic that these two words which somehow we think has the similar meanings, are totally different. We replace fear with fear. Natatakot ka, but your fear of the Lord, your awe, your reverence of His presence, knowing that your God is worthy of your trust, is enough for us to overcome the fear that we do have in life. We replace fear with fear. And lastly, the fear of the Lord produces obedience. Let's go back to the book of Ecclesiastes. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13, what does this say? Fear God and keep His commandments. These are two separate sentences. But are they distinct or are they not related to each other? Of course they are. Fear the Lord and keep His commands. When you are in awe of God's presence, of His attributes, of His power, then that will produce obedience in all of us. When we know who God is, there's no more question but to obey. Our obedience is a byproduct of knowing the character of God, of knowing that the fear of God is greater than any fears that we could all have in this life. You know, what does it mean when we say the whole duty of man is to fear God and to keep His commands? You know, in whatever we do, we always go back to learning and trusting God and knowing that our lives came from Him and that is enough for us to live a life in the fear of the Lord. What are your fears right now? Ano po yung mga bagay na kinatatakutan nyo ngayon? Are you afraid that you will be laid off in your job? Are you afraid that tomorrow there will be no more food on your tables? Are you afraid as a student that because of the current system of learning, hindi ka nakakasabay and you're scared na baka hindi ka makagraduate? Are you afraid that the relationships that you have are failing? What are you so afraid of right now? You know, Abraham was afraid of losing what was precious to him. But he cultivated his relationship with God and with it, 
came the greater knowledge of Him. And so, His fear of the Lord was greater than all the other fears that He was feeling. You know, lahat tayo may kanya-kanyang takot sa buhay. Iba-iba tayo. And sometimes those fears are fears that we don't say even to your husband, to your wife, to your children, even to the people who are closest to you. And these are fears that you perhaps only know. What are you scared of right now? Marami tayong mga takot sa buhay. Are you scared that your sacrifices might not be enough to reach your goal? You gave up everything because you are concentrated on reaching a goal. But right now, you are afraid that those sacrifices might not be enough. You see the example of Abraham. He knew his God. That even though he was scared, he was afraid. His fear of the Lord overcame his fear of everything. You know, this title, this message is untitled. I am scared for many things in life. Lahatayo. And I am not going to be here standing in front of you and saying, no, I'm not scared of anything because I am scared of some things in life. And you know, in my journey sa paglilingkod sa Panginoon, and even in my training, si Ate Rosel makakarelate sa akin because we are product both of Phoebias. And she knows very well the training that we had there. Don't get me wrong, the discipline that I got there really helped me a lot. But also, what was wrong with me at that time was I became very conscious of the wrong things because I have to do what is right. And I was scared. I was scared to do the wrong things. And I have to do the right things because I'm go- if I'm going to do the wrong things, then there will be consequences. I was in a constant struggle. The idea of I'm doing this, I'm doing the right things, not because I'm scared to be punished for doing what is wrong, but I am doing this because I have my fear of the Lord. And you know what scares me the most? Is this when I come before the Lord in worship and when I come before Him, I am not in awe of Him anymore. That despite of coming to the church every Sunday and doing the ministry, you come to the Lord and you feel nothing anymore. And that's my fear. To come before the Lord. That there will come a time that I will be coming before God and I am not in awe of Him. And I do not revere Him anymore. That's what scares me the most. And I do believe that 
some of us perhaps when we are bombarded with a lot of troubles in life sometimes we come before God and sometimes we forget His character we forget His attributes we forget to trust Him because we forget to cultivate our relationship with Him and that is scary because when we do forget those things we will come before Him and we are not in awe of Him anymore. Remember that God is God. And we are His creatures. We are His creation. And so, let us all be reminded of this. When all has been said and done, when everything is over, as we contemplate on life, particularly our lives for the last two years, it's scary. It's frightening. But as we contemplate on this, irregardless of our situations, our personal and communal situation, we come to the conclusion the same as King Solomon had to fear God and to keep His commands. To stand in awe before Him. That when we come before Him, we know that we are coming before an awesome God. That we are coming in reverence of a God who forgave our sins. Who called us from darkness into His eternal light. That's something that we should not forget every time. Isang bagay na hindi natin dapat makalimutan. Remember, replace your fear with fear. Let the fear of the Lord overcome your fear over everything. That is the whole duty of men. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you. We admit that there are a lot of things that we are scared about. Marami po kaming mga takot. Maraming mga bagay na kinatatakutan kami. Especially for the past two years where everything is uncertain. with it comes all our fears of our everything. Our relationships, our livelihood, our education. Mga bagay na kinatatakutan naming mawala sa amin. And it's scary. But this morning, Lord, thank you for reminding us that our awe, our reverence of you that our fear of the Lord should overcome all the other fears that we do have in life. Help us to cultivate our relationship with you so that we may know you more. Na mas makilala ka namin ng mas malalim. And with that, we will be able to trust you more because we'll be able to know you better. 
so that slowly slowly we will be able to lay aside all our fears and cares before you Lord replace our fear with fear replace our fear of everything with the fear of the Lord which is the reason why we all exist and Lord as we go about our lives this whole week grant us the grace to come before you in awe and in reverence of your character of your power that we may trust you more and that we may live for you more and more Thank you, Lord. For this we pray for Christ's sake.